0: Or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today, and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. I'm excited to bring this message to you guys. Um, we've been talking about it in youth service a little bit. And, uh, but I, I, I'm really excited. We're going to continue on this theme of, of This Is Us that Pastor Daniel started at the beginning of the year. And, and normally we'll say, you know, a, a message is, is four weeks or a message is we're going to continue this for two weeks or six weeks or whatever it may be. And, and this one when we were, were planning it, we said, you know, in, in this message, we just want to take our time because I think it's important to lay a foundation of who we are. It's important to lay a foundation of this is, is us as a church and it's not me and it's not Pastor Daniel. This is us. So I want you guys to say that. Say, this is us. We have to have an us Mentality. As long as we have a you guys mentality, then we'll never go where God wants us to go. We'll never even scratch the surface of what God has for us as long as we have a this is you mentality. But this is us. This is word of life. This is who we are. This is who God has ordained us to be. I'm not saying this is the church down the street or the church across town. You know, there's been some things, and I'm not going to say what they are because I don't want you to take them in a wrong way, but there's been some things that over the, the, the course of time that, and I would say even like the last two or three years, that I felt like, man, maybe I want to do this, or maybe we should do this as a church. And it's not that they're bad things. They're good things, but they're not us. And if they're not us, we need to not do them. Now, other churches may do them, and maybe it's them and that's wonderful that it's them and I'm excited that it's them and it's something that's needed but it's not us. Some people would say, well, how come you don't do this or how come you don't do that? Well, maybe we don't do that because it's not us. It can be somebody else and that's wonderful. I'll also say this, that even though I would love to have every single person in Carlsbad at this church, at Word of Life Church, I'll say with confidence that not every person is called to be here. Because there may be something, we have a lot of wonderful churches in Carlsbad, wonderful, wonderful churches in Carlsbad. We have a lot of men and women that are called of God to be them. And we have a lot of places where there are a lot of people that are called to go and to be there because that is them. Well, I believe that you're here because you're called to be here because this is us. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. I had a friend. I have a friend. His name's Darren Tyler. He pastors a church in Nashville. And one time we had him come and speak, which, by the way, we need to have him come and speak again. Um, He's just off the charts. But we had him come and speak one time. And uh, we were going to, obviously, we were going to pay for his his plane ticket and his hotel room and things like that. And he said, no, I, I have money to set aside to do that. And we said, no, you don't have to pay for your own stuff. If you're coming here, let us do it. And he goes, no, all the money goes to the same place anyway. He said, if you're lifting up the kingdom of God and I'm lifting up the kingdom of God, all the money goes to the same place anyway. It's all God's money. Why? Because we're all on the same team. And so I'm not trying to compete with the church that's down there or down there or over there or across town or wherever. I don't need to do that. This is us. I just need to be what God's called us to be. Amen? Praise God. We just need to be what God's called us to be. And if we'll be what God's called us to be, then he takes care of everything else. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You guys are going to have to get a little more excited today, but I'm going to be excited, maybe excited enough for all of us. I'm probably going to yell a little bit. I'm probably going to spit. I just spit right now. I'm probably going to spit a little bit. It's like my mouth knew that I was getting ready to say that. Because we got to get excited today. This is going to be a good day. Amen? It's already been. If we went home right now, it's been a good day, right? Hallelujah. But it's about to get a whole lot better. Luke chapter 15 is where we're going to start. And before I do this, actually, um, I, I'm looking across. Um, where is uh, where's Sherry Barnes? Is she out there? Yeah? All right. right. We'll get her in here. Get her in here i also want to welcome everybody who's watching us online tens of oh there she is right there she's right there i want to welcome tens of thousands of people that are watching us online around the world in a hundred countries thank you so much for watching us today and for joining with us you're our online family so thank you for joining us today let's uh give a round of applause for our extended family around the world so i need sherry to come up here for a minute um you know there are some things that there are some things that happen in life that, um, that just make you need to stop and reflect, all right? And you know what I mean, right? Something happens in life and you need to just pause. You need to reflect on something. So yesterday, um, and how many of you uh, have ever, how many of you remembered birthdays before Facebook? A couple of you. Not very many. You remember a whole lot more now on Facebook. So I'm scrolling, just to be completely honest, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I see that it's Sherry's birthday. And so I stop and reflect on my friend Sherry. Because I've known Sherry since I was, what is it, knee-high to a grasshopper? And uh, I'm not saying that, that she's old, but she's older than me. Is that fair? All right. So... Um, Anyway, I was reflecting on Sherry and how much that she means to me and how much not only that she means to me, but my family, this church. You guys have no idea what Sherry does on a weekly basis for Word of Life Church. I mean, above, like crazy, above and beyond what she would even be called to do or even a lot of times asked to do she just picks up the slack and does things when we do things like Christmas decorations and stuff like that she is here hours and hours and hours she's the one that if I call and we need something last minute it's Sherry and she picks up the slack and she does stuff this woman is amazing and she is a major reason why we are here today and have a growing church in Carlsbad New Mexico and that's not an exaggeration She's been, how long have you been coming to church here? 20 plus years. At least 24. 24, 25 years. Long time. Long time. And so, Sherry, I have no idea how old you are. I don't want you to say. I don't want to know. And I don't know if it's a milestone birthday or it's not, but it's a birthday, and to me it's a milestone. And so, Sherry, we wanted to bless you today and say happy birthday, everybody say happy birthday to Sherry, there you go, thank you ma'am, it was hard for me not to cry when I was talking, amen, praise God, isn't it good to celebrate each other, amen, it might be yours next, amen, Luke chapter 15, in Luke chapter 15 um, Jesus tells us three stories And these stories are What the kingdom of heaven is like Now, These are stories that, They're not factual accounts These are things that, that Jesus that They're illustrations that Jesus wrote That, that Jesus made up That Jesus um, was using to show us what the Father is like. And I think that if this is something that the Father is like, that we need to be the same way. Do you guys agree? Do you agree that if God is like this, then I need to be like this? We could also say we would do well if our church was like this. If God is like this. So Luke chapter 15, and let's start in verse 1. And I have it up here. It says, now all... The tax collectors and sinners came to listen to Jesus that's a very interesting way to start this all the tax collectors and sinners say all all the tax collectors all the sinners came and listened to Jesus so important there because we can see that Jesus did not discriminate against people that maybe didn't do the right thing all the time right all the tax collectors, all the sinners, they came and they listened to Jesus. It says, but the Pharisees and the scribes complained. You had, do you know anybody who just complains a lot? It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what's going on. They're just going to complain. Well, in the church... We see a lot of times that if people come in that maybe don't do the right thing, or they're not saying the right thing, or they don't look a certain way, that we have people that are Pharisees and scribes that are complaining. Well, we can't really let them in. Well, we can't really do this. Well, they don't play the part. Just to set the tone for today, I just want you to know that I would rather have a church full of people that cuss a little than a church full of people that put on their church clothes and their church face every Sunday. Amen? Praise God. He says, all the tax collectors, all the sinners, they came, but the Pharisees and the scribes, they complained. They said, well, this man welcomes sinners. Not only does he welcome sinners, but he eats with them. He eats with them. Man, this guy, he hangs out with them. He invites them over to dinner. He does stuff beyond just, well, I see you, but I'm going to keep my distance because I don't want it to rub off. I'm here to tell you that it's already on you. And we're all in the same boat. And we're all breaking free because we're all in the process of being saved. Amen? Amen? Praise God. We're all in the process of being saved. You're not any different than I am, and I'm not any different than you are. We're all striving to be like Jesus every single day. And so as we come together, I don't need to try and be fake with you. I don't need to try to be, to be something that I'm not. I'm just gonna come together. I'm real. I'm here. I'm a fallen person who has been saved by the grace of Jesus Christ, who has been raised up, and who is being transformed into the image of God. Amen? I'm being transformed. You're being transformed so you know what there was a criticism a while back of a well-known pastor who had somebody who had a, a few people I guess who were of the Muslim faith that had come and had sit in his church and they said well why would you invite them in and he said why would I not invite them in why would I not invite them in I've adopted this philosophy that you can come here and you don't even have to believe in God to belong here you can come here you don't even have to believe in God I want you to know that I do that I believe that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. I believe that he is the only true way to heaven. I believe that he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. I believe that no one can come to God except through Jesus, but I also want you to know that if you struggle with that in your life, come here because you can find acceptance, you can find hope, you can find friendship, you can find healing, and we're gonna work together as we strive to figure this thing out called life, amen? And I believe that as you do, I'm not insecure. I don't have to cram it down your throat, but I believe that as you come and as we have dialogue with each other, did you know that in the United States of America, we can still have dialogue with each other where we disagree and respect each other? Did you know that? I commented on, I don't comment very often on on people's Facebook posts, especially where they're kind of being ugly but I commented on one the other day and it's somebody that I know um, I, I knew in high school really well I don't know them well in their adult life and they don't know me well in their adult life but they were complaining about uh, a certain political stance that was going on at the state level and, uh, and I commented and I, I didn't call them out I, I want you to know that I disagree with what their stance was okay but I did not call them out for that. And I did not even just state my opinion. But I sat in there where we found some common ground. And then she responded on that post and she said, Jason, to be honest, when I saw that you had commented, I was scared. She said, because I know where you stand. She said, but I have to say, that I wholeheartedly agree and the gist of my comment was that we can find respect among each other and we can find common ground among each other and that opens up dialogue where we can talk as human beings and we can grow together amen Amen. praise God I think that's what God would want us to do hallelujah this man he welcomes sinners And he eats with them. And he has dialogue with them. I can't believe that. What's he doing over there? I say, come one, come all. Let's all grow together. Amen? So he goes on. Jesus uses this illustration. Suppose a man has 100 sheep and loses one of them. Say one. Say it again. One. You got to say it like you mean it. It's going to be a long day, all right? Suppose a man has hundred sheep and he loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine sheep grazing in the pasture and look for the lost sheep until he finds it? See, isn't that just the, the normal thing to do? Isn't that what you should do? Isn't that the common thing? Well, doesn't he do that? Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine and go and find the one? Anybody play golf? Where's anybody play golf? See, I think, I, I know we've got some people, I see Carlos back there, I know we've got some people that play disc golf. Disc golf is a little bit different in my illustration, all right, because a golf ball is like a, a dollar. It's like a, it costs like a dollar. Like a disc is like 15, 16 bucks for a cheap one, like 22, 28 bucks for a, for a good one, right? Right, something like that. So I play golf, and uh, I would like to start out by saying I have a hole-in-one to my name, and Blaine was there. So I have a witness. That's right. But I would not call myself a good golfer, right? As some of you know, I, I represent... Uh, I represent the, you on the city council, and we were voting on the golf contract the other day, and I went up to um, the prospective contractor, and I walked up to him, and I said, man, I, I, I'll vote for you if you can promise that you can straighten out my swing, if you can fix my slice. He goes, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and vote, and then set aside like a good like month block where you can come, and we'll see what we can do. I wouldn't call myself a good golfer, but I golf. So when I'm out there golfing, and I play with a, a, a few people, and I, I wouldn't even say regularly, but, but I think about Albert Ornelas, Andrea's husband, and he's not here today, I think he's working today, but um, uh, him and I go and play golf sometimes. If I hit a ball, and it doesn't go straight, and it's like in the bushes or something, to me, that's a lost ball. I got another 20 in my bag I'm just gonna drop it and I'm not gonna take a stroke and I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take another ball out of my bag and I'm gonna hit that one I'm not looking for the other ball Albert he can hit it in the river and that guy's got scuba gear on like diving he's like I am getting that ball back I remember the first time we played disc golf, Carlos, the first time ever that we played disc golf. It was in Lubbock, and uh, Albert, like his second throw, he throws it in the lake. We had just bought our disc like 10 minutes before. He throws it in the lake. He's out there pulling his pant leg up. He's all, I found the disc. He's like, throw it from there, brother. Play it where it lies. I'm not going after the ball. If I have to walk too far, I'm not going after the ball. It's ridiculous, isn't it? This guy, it's common. Doesn't he leave the 99 sheep grazing in the pasture and go out and look for the one until he finds it? When he finds it, he's happy. And he puts that sheep on his shoulders and then he goes home. And he calls his friends and his neighbors together, and he says to them, let's celebrate. I found my lost sheep. I can guarantee that there will be more happiness in heaven over one person. Again, say one. one. Over what? Well, good. That was really good. What, you just didn't want me to make you do it again. You're like, hey, hey, if we yell, he'll shut up. Over one person who turns to God and changes the way he thinks and acts, than over the 99 people who have already turned to God and already have his approval. So let's break this down a little bit. I think it's important that, first of all, Jesus, and we talked about this, he accepted people that didn't look the part, they didn't play church. He says that a man, he has 100 sheep and he lost one. It's just common that he goes after and he looks for the one. See, the shepherd, he went after the one and some people, just like they resented Jesus for accepting the sinners, some people resent the shepherd for going after the one because he left the 99. You're like, man, well, you've got all these people here and you're gonna spend all your time going after the one. Some people resent the shepherd. In the Bible, when we see the word shepherd, we can equate it to a pastor. A shepherd is a pastor, an overseer of the flock. So if we take that definition, we can say this, that the shepherd or the pastor, it's common for the shepherd to go and search after the one who has strayed away. But it's important here because the 99 were still grazing in the pasture. They were still being fed. Some resent the search because they're not getting attention. Some resent the search for their hurting brother and sister because it was their own dang fault they went away. They didn't have to go, they're off doing God knows what. But it says that he left the 99 grazing in the pasture some resent the church because, or resent the search because they aren't getting the attention but the mature support the search the mature support the, church, the, the search when we talk about being a mature church and it's kind of been a buzzword that that someone say well I don't, I don't want to be a mature church because we want to accept everybody I'm going to tell you this I want to be a mature church because I want to have a church that supports the search for the one the only way that that can happen is that we have people that have bought into the vision that take care of this the grazing in the pasture because my job is twofold it's to go after the one and it's to feed the flock that's here and so I need to make sure that you're fed so that I can go after the one see this shepherd he had it all the 99 were okay because they were feeding in the pasture and so we went and he we searched for the one. As the church, we've often missed the point. It takes you to buy into the vision so that we can have a rescue mission and seek and save that which is lost. I think it's interesting that the shepherd searched until he found the sheep. He searched until he finds it. And then it says when he finds it, he's happy. He's not willing to give up to the search. He's not willing to give up. He just keeps looking and looking and looking and looking until he finds it. And then it says that he puts, it's kind of here in the crack, but he puts the sheep, that's what that word is, sheep on his shoulders, and he carries him home. When the shepherd goes out and he finds that lost sheep, he throws the sheep, he does not say, all right, well, you're gonna have to walk yourself. You got legs, are they broken or what? No, he sees the sheep that's wounded and he picks up the sheep and he throws him on his shoulders and he carries him home. I've told a lot of people that me as pastor, I believe that one of the things that God has given us in our calling is that we're good at fighting and I'll fight for you, and I'm ready to fight for you. I'm ready to defend you. Pastor talked about it a few weeks ago. I'm ready for for a fight if necessary. I'm ready to carry you if necessary, but whatever it takes, we gotta get you home. Whatever it takes, we gotta get you here, and I can guarantee you this that this shepherd knew because he had 99 that were not just sitting around starving but they were grazing in the pasture they were ready for that sheep to come home when the shepherd came in and he had that sheep on his shoulders and he carried him home and he let him down that he knew that he was going to be surrounded by the 99 who had been feeding and were ready to welcome home their lost sheep amen praise god We've got to be ready to welcome home our lost sheep. The shepherd carried the wounded sheep to a safe place where the 99 were already well fed and well nurtured. And then what did he do? He called his friends and his neighbors. And he said, Let's celebrate because I found my lost sheep. Let's celebrate. Let's throw a party because we have found our lost sheep. It's important that the shepherd led the celebration of the found. The shepherd led the celebration of the found. Second story. You're going to see a lot of parallel here. Verse 8. Second story it says, or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, Does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. And likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one. Say one, one. One sinner who repents. Again, it's commonplace. This is just what you should do. There's one woman... who has 10 silver coins and she lost one well naturally what does she do? she searches everywhere to find it we look at history here and it's reasonable to assume that these coins well maybe you think oh my gosh well these are probably like the most valuable coins on earth right? if she's doing all this this is like the the, the biggest find in history and if she lost one she's going to tear everything up to find it I want to put it in perspective just a little bit. It's not that it's unimportant, but this silver coin is about a day's wage. About a day's wage. So she had saved about two weeks worth of paychecks and she lost one day worth. Now, I don't know how much you make. I'm not going to ask you. Some will make less than this. Some will make more than this. But I just got a statistic last week. That the average income, and this may surprise you, but the average income in Carlsbad, New Mexico is $65,000 a year. That's the average income in Carlsbad, New Mexico. So if we take the average income and you break it down before taxes, this is about $250 that she lost. About $250. It's not insignificant. If you wanted to give me $250 right now, I'd take it, Right? None of us would say no. I'd even go to your house to pick it up. I'd buy some Girl Scout cookies. The other day, I bought some Girl Scout cookies. I needed some bad. I need, anybody ever need Girl Scout cookies? God, I needed them. And I was like, somebody deliver them to my house, and I'll make it worth your while. I bought, I'm ashamed. I bought $75 worth of Girl Scout cookies. They're almost all gone, too, y'all. I, I, let me just say this, and if you're a Girl Scout, I don't mean to offend you, but Girl Scout cookies are a well-devised plan to ruin your New Year's resolution. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Because what happens on January 1? Man, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat right. No more Cokes for me. No more C- I'm going to the gym every single day. It's going to be awesome. What do you do? Like two weeks? Girl Scout cookies maybe I won't go to the gym maybe I'll eat a box of thin mints I'll be lifting weights I'll be lifting a thin mint lifting a thin mint lifting a lemonade right it's terrible one woman having ten silver coins worth about 250 bucks each does not light a lamp sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it again it's not insignificant But I'm sure that she looked and looked and looked and looked and it probably took her. She probably had to take a day off of work to do that. And if she did that, then she could have just earned the 250 bucks again. But she searched carefully. Matthew 5.14, it says this, that you are the light of the world. I want you to notice that the first one, it said a shepherd. The second one, it says a woman. The first story was a shepherd. This was the pastor of the church. This is the leader. This is the spiritual guide. But this one is just an ordinary woman who had an ordinary job and an ordinary house. And what was her responsibility when one went missing? It was the same thing. It was the same response. See, the shepherd, he left the 99 to go after the one. The woman, she searched with everything that she had until she found it. I would submit this, that it's not just my job to search, it's your job to search. How important is it to you? How important is your brother and your sister to you? Do we search? Do we give everything and go and find that coin? How valuable are they to you? Ah, It's just a golf ball, it's not that big a deal. How valuable are they to you? Are they worth it? It was to this woman. See, if we are the light of the world, then it was her job to grab the light and to go and to look, to shine in those dark places. And when it says that she swept the house, oh, this is important, you guys, because I know what it's like to sweep my house. I don't have carpet in my house. I have concrete floors and wood floors in my house. And so to sweep the house is a chore, to sweep the whole house, but not like this. Because in these days, to sweep the house, they mostly had dirt floors, and if it wasn't a dirt floor, it was a cobblestone floor that was crooked and rocky and rough, and there were nooks and crannies in it. What did she do? She grabbed her lamp, she got on her hands and knees, and she swept And she found all the little cracks in the floor. And she didn't stop. It's one little coin that has fallen somewhere in the house, down inside a little crack, where it was dark and hard to get to. It was damp. Sometimes it was gross. There might be bugs in there. I don't know. I bet it had been a long time she'd see it clean that good. It was like behind the refrigerator bad. I know that your refrigerator's clean behind it, but mine's not. It was like when you're looking for the remote underneath the couch and you're like, oh my God, I haven't had Cheetos in like four months. See, we were made for the search, not just the shepherd. You were made for the search. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the good news to every creature. I was looking this up last night. Where it says all, I, every now and then, you know, you'll read scripture and just one word just jumps off the page. Well, this time it was the word all for me. I was like, all? What? Why does that mean anything? All, yeah, all, everything. Yeah, good. Go into all the world. The word all is a compound Greek word. Now, I don't speak Greek. My iPad speaks Greek very well. I looked it up. This word isn't necessarily going to mean anything to you, and I normally wouldn't even say it because I'm going to say it wrong. I guarantee it. But here I want to say this is the Greek word. I'm going to call it hapas. It's h-a-p-a-s. Hapas, hapas. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a compound word. The word h-a is one word, and then p-a-s is another word. So the word h-a ha. It means the same or everything the same. And then pas means every single one. So when he says go into all the world, he's saying, I want you to go to every single part of the world and I want you to treat it all the same. Every part of the world the same. Every nook every cranny, every crack down deep where it's damp, where it's dirty and there might be spiders and there might be creepy things and there might be stuff that makes us uncomfortable but I want you to go to every single part of the world and treat it the same and preach the good news. Amen? Go into all the world and preach the good news to every creature. That word every Is the word pass? Every single one. I want you to go to every single part of the world and leave nothing behind. I want you to take your lamp just like the woman did. I want you to be on your hands and knees and leave no crack, unexplored, nothing untouched, unfocused. I want you to make sure that you cover every single square inch and you treat them all the same. And while you're there, I want you to bring that good news to every single individual person because the one is important. Amen? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. All the same. Every spot was important. That's what this woman did. Remember, that's not talking to me. That's you. That's your buy-in. This is not the shepherd. This is the woman. The next thing, just like the shepherd she searched carefully until she found it. She didn't give up. She didn't say, it's too far lost, it's too far gone. And then it says, the woman called everyone, her friends and her neighbors together, saying, rejoice with me because I found the peace which I had lost. She called her friends and her neighbors. I think that's interesting. Because her friends are presumably people that she liked, right? But her neighbors, they were just people that were close. She called her friends. She had a text group going on, right? She was like, hey, come over to the house. Why? I found a coin. Okay. It's cool. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. Right? Right? She called her friends and her neighbor, everybody that was just close. She's like, hey, if you can hear me, come over to my house. Shut up. I'm trying to listen to the TV. No, I mean it. Come over to the house. Why do not we have to come over? Because I found my coin. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't even think of a name. I'm trying to think. What, What should we call the woman? Oh, that's right. It was Penny. I talked about this in youth service, and they decided that her name was Penny because she lost a coin. That's punny. So we've got Penny here, and they're like, I think Penny lost more than her coin. I think she lost her marbles. She walks outside. Hey, everybody come over because, ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce that I found my coin. Everybody needs to come over, and we are gonna throw the party of the century. I wanna ask you something. Have you ever had people over at your house? Like, for whatever reason, to watch a football game, for a kid's birthday party, that stuff costs a lot of money, right? You have people over, you're all, no, 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 I got it. I'm gonna take care of it all. What do we need to bring? Just whatever. It's cool, just bring whatever. I got it. I got it taken care of. Remember, this whole coin was only worth 250 bucks. I think it's awesome that this woman called everybody to celebrate the found and she did not worry about how much the celebration cost because to her the coin was more valuable than the dollar amount that was attached to it. That coin was more valuable. See, God sees us as more valuable than what our actions have attached to us or what society has attached to us. God sees us more valuable than that and he spares no expense in celebrating the found amen praise God spares no expense in celebrating the found now there's a lot of talk in the Bible about evangelism and there should be we are a missions church we're saying this is us we are a missions church pastor Daniel is on an airplane to the Philippines right now in March, I'll be going to Guatemala. We're going to do um, pastors going back to the Philippines in May. We do lots of things to reach out to the world. We broadcast around the world every single week. And even though we're blessed, it costs. Do we see a return on that investment? No. No, we don't see a dollar amount return but we're there to celebrate. But I'm here to say this, that even though there's a lot of talk about evangelism and we need to do that and the number one goal needs to be winning people to Jesus, these stories are not talking about winning people to Jesus. These stories are about seeking out those that have been in the church, those that have been in the fold that for whatever reason have strayed. that we go out and we search for those that are lost. It's talking about those that have been a follower of Christ, but they've lost their focus for whatever reason. It's our job to seek them out, to bring them back home, and to celebrate their arrival. Now, one thing you won't see in the third story is about the prodigal son, and I'm not going to go into it today. You're like, oh, my gosh, you still got more. I'm not going to go into it today but the third story is a prodigal son and one common theme we see here is it never says why the sheep strayed I mean the coin could have just been dropped or whatever but and we see that the son left we don't see why he wanted to to me It's not important why a person left. To me, it's important that they're found. It's not important why a person left. I don't know what you've got going on in your life. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. But it's not important to me. If you'd like to talk about something, my door's open, and we can talk at any time, but I'll never ask you because that's not my business unless you want it to be. I just want you to be found. And when you're found, I wanna celebrate the found. When you're found, I wanna celebrate. And if I find you, I wanna put you on my shoulders and I wanna carry you back home. And I don't wanna give up. We're called to reach out, to let everyone know that God is madly in love with them. So before we close today, I want to make an announcement. Um, We've been doing, since September, we've been doing an outreach every month. Now, some of the outreaches, I would say, are more like sexy than others. And so you're like all on board with some, and some you're like, "Eh, maybe not so much. This is us, guys. This is who we are. We are a church that reaches out to the lost, whether they don't know Christ or they've strayed away for whatever reason. We are a church that wants everyone to know that God is madly in love with them. Our number one core value is we'll do things that some people think are insane to show that God is madly in love with you. That's why we do things like Mad Love Week. And I'm here to tell you, I want Mad Love Week coming up this summer to be far bigger than it ever has before because you need to grab a hold of the vision. It's not just my job, it was also the woman who went out. It's not just my job, it's your job too. We all have to do it. We all need to do it. We will not succeed unless we all do it. And so I'm really happy to announce our March outreach. Let's go ahead and bring up that graphic. I got this idea from a a friend of ours in a, a church that's a friend of ours. It should be right there. It's the Monday's thing is what it says. It's on the other computer. I could see your eyes. And I was like, your eyes are in the wrong spot. I would just tell you the details, but I don't remember. I have to read them. But maybe I can remember. Um, So we're going to do in March, super excited, that we're going to do an outreach called A Case of the Mondays. Anybody ever have a case of the Mondays where just Mondays are draining? There it is. So... March 18th, we're gonna do a case of the Mondays. Why? Because God's madly in love with you, even on Monday. And so, 40 bucks buys a case, which is a case of the Mondays. And what it's gonna include is it's gonna include a 20 dollar bill. It's gonna include a card from us. It's gonna include um, a a um, pizza certificate from Papa Murphy's Pizza. It's going to include a five-hour energy, some candy, some gum. $20 buys a case. I mean, $40 buys a case if you want to designate it on your giving. And uh, can you set that up real fast because I forgot to do that this morning? But if you'll just designate Mondays and you can buy a case, here's what I want to do. It's going to be on the 18th. I want to give away 25 cases of the Mondays. And who do we give them to? Whoever you want to. Whoever you want to. I want you to take a case. We're going to give them out on Sunday. You're going to take the case, and you're just going to give it to somebody to bless them on Monday, to make their Monday a little better. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And we're all going to jump in on this. So the total cost is going to be, if I, I, I can't do math. Somebody do that math for me. 25 times 40, I had it written down, and then I, I left it somewhere. A thousand bucks? $2,000, 25 times 40? Are you right? That's not right. It's 1,000. Yeah, I was like, I don't think it's that high. Yeah. So we need about $1,000 to give away 40, uh, 25, my gosh, numbers. Ryan, where are you with numbers? I need you with numbers because numbers are not, you find comfort in numbers. I get scared when I see, i terrified, like cold sweats. My teeth start chattering. I get in the fetal position. I'm like, addition is so hard. buys a case of the Mondays. We want to give away 25 of those, and we're just going to give them to you to go out and to bless other people, whether it be a random person filling up their gas tank at Brewer or or whatever it may be. I don't know. I want you to be led by God to give that away, okay? And if we bring in more money than, than 25, 25 is my goal. If we bring in more, we're not going to do less than that. If we bring in more, we'll do more, all right? We're going to flood Carlsbad with a case on the Monday. Sound good? Why? Because God madly loves you. Amen? Praise God. Even on Monday, he loves you. I'm excited about this one. It's going to be cool, guys. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your goodness and your love that you have for us. God, I thank you that you have chosen us. You've picked us for your plan and your purpose. God, I thank you that you love us too much to just leave us alone. You love us too much to leave us struggling. But you've made a way for us give you praise in Jesus' name. With everybody's head bowed and eyes closed today, whether you're watching online or you're here in this room, I want you to know that there is a God who was so madly in love with you that he gave his only son for you to make a way for you to reach him. The scripture tells us that every one of us have sinned and we've fallen short of God's glory every single one of us the Bible says that the consequences of that sin it leads us to eternal death there's a void between us and God but that scripture goes on to say that the gift of God is eternal life through Christ if you've never received that gift and you want to today I want to invite you just to say this prayer with me and I want to invite everyone in here to say it with us as a show of support to those who have it because we're all family. Whether you're on the other side of the world or you're right in front of me, we're joining together as family today. So just say this after me. Say, Jesus, I believe that you're God's son. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose again. And I ask you to come into my life to help me and to change me. And I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that for the very first time any minute, the Bible says you're a child of God. I'd like you to do something for me. If you're here in the auditorium with me and you said that for the first time on the card that's in the seat in front of you it says I chose Jesus today it's at the bottom I made a decision to follow Christ check that and just hand it to us when we leave or you can even just leave it in your seat and that's just fine we don't want to call you up or anything like that that's, it's between you and God but we'd like to know how to help you and then if, if you're watching online go online and tell us that I chose Jesus. Drop us a line. You can click contact, whether it's on our app or on our webpage or send us a a message on social media or whatever it may be. And then on our website, which is WOL Carlsbad, if you'll scroll down, you see on there a book that Pastor Daniel has written called I Choose Jesus. That's a free download. You can download that book today and it's going to help you has occurred to me and God spoke to my heart so clearly there's a lot of times where I'll say well I, I'm trying not to be overbearing and I don't really want to bug And but but the scriptural precedent here is that the shepherd and the woman once they noticed that the sheep and the coin were gone they immediately started looking and they looked and searched until they found it and so What I want us to do is, I want us to have a twofold prayer right now, every one of us individually. That one person that comes to our mind that has has strayed for whatever reason, maybe you know the reason, it's okay. We don't need to focus on the reason. That person that has strayed away, I want you to take a moment and I want you to pray for them. This is private. I want you to take a moment. I want you to pray for them. The second thing I want you to do in your prayer is I want you to ask God how to search. I believe this, that God knows our heart. And if God knows our heart, he knows what we need. So if I'm in tune to him and I'm following his voice and his leading and his guidance and I don't have to worry about overstepping or being overbearing because I'm being led by him. God, we lift up those that are lost. You now I think about the sheep. You guys ever been lost when you're driving? Even with the GPS, sometimes you're lost. Now, I, I'm never really lost. I just wanted to see something else. Sometimes Man, it's not that I don't want to get there. I just don't know how. It's not that I don't want to get there. I'm just lost. I I don't know how to get back. Have you ever been at that moment where you're traveling and you're lost and you want nothing more than just to get there? And you're trying your best. You just can't do it. I think that some, they're lost They're not lost by choice They just kind of wandered off I don't know why they wandered But they just kind of wandered off And then they want to get back They just don't know how And they're trying their best And they want nothing more than just to be back But they don't know how need to go and show them that even though they wander God is madly in love with them and that we are too and that we've got 99 here that are waiting to embrace the one and we celebrate the found hallelujah in your chair when you came in there was a a card that says join me at word of life I want to see Every person, take one of those cards to give it to the one. If you want to take more than one card, there's one in every seat. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select... I choose Jesus on our website, and we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus, and I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us, and remember that God is madly in love.